This is John Miller, editor with the Taos News, and this year, as every year, we are asking for the public to support our efforts for Newspapers in Education, which is a nationwide partnership between newspapers and schools to get newspapers into the hands of students. The Taos News provides about 1,000 newspapers to students in Taos County every week, and we consider this a critical part of what we do here, and your support is so appreciated. To donate, visit TausNews.com, and we wish everyone a happy holiday. Welcome to Voices of Taos. My name is Laura Martin-Baseman, and I'm the producer of this new podcast from the Taos News. Every week, we will be bringing you a voice from our Taos community. Hi, this is Lynn Robinson. I'm the editor of Tempo at the Taos News, and I'm here today with Patricia Michaels. Patricia is a Taos treasure. She is a native of Taos Pueblo, and most of the world knows her from Project Broadway, and uh, where she was a finalist and uh, became a household name in many American homes. But Patricia is so much more than just a designer. She is an artist in every uh, aspect of the word. She's also an activist and is constantly doing work to better, especially her fellow female human beings. She is a mother of two children, very accomplished children, and she will tell us all about them as well. But right now, I'd like to congratulate you, Patricia, on your latest award. Can you tell us a little about that? You've also just been the recipient of the New Mexico Governor's Award for the Arts, Excellence in the Arts. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you all who are listening. And uh, Lynn, you have been so gracious to highlight a lot of my accolades and inform people of what I'm doing. And I appreciate that. I appreciate all the media coverage. And um, recently, I am being honored by the Museum of American Indian Arts and Culture for uh, Native uh, Living Treasure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you th- are. Thank you. And it's been so um, like a thing I didn't think ever would happen because you're so busy being an artist and going to these shows and doing these events and you're seeing other people who are being awarded and and you look at their work and you say one of these days I'm going to have one of their pieces and I'm going to have one of their pieces and then before you know it you get that phone call and I was like thinking oh yeah I can make a donation don't worry I'm going to you know just tell me what I need to do and Polly Nordstrand who was the director of the museum at the time wasn't calling me for a donation. <laughs> she was calling me to tell me that I was 2024 recipient of Living Treasure. And I I cried because I've been going to the museum since it opened every year, doing shows, doing that show when it was called Small Treasures. And now it's a big show. And, um, and you're a big treasure. Thank you. <laughs> is it a pinch yourself moment? It it is because for this year they're also going to um, do a retrospective show. So when you walk into the museum, the show will you you'll see my garments, you'll see my textiles, 
You'll see a little mock-up of my studio, and I'll be doing lectures and presentations um, in the springtime with them, and then in the summer and into the fall. So it's such a wonderful way to celebrate that type of um, knowledge with people because people are constantly asking me, well, I wish I could see, you know, some of the things that you have done in the past and and what your studio looks like. And finally, the museum is going to have a small little installation for me. How amazing. Congratulations. I mean, this is like the icing on the cake. What a year you've had, actually, right? It's been crazy. It's, you know, I mean, the Governor's Award and then before that, the Khan uh, adventure. Do you yes. want to talk a little about that? Um, and that that was something amazing because there was a woman from Apple Computer who is a native liaison to have make sure that the cultural um, work in the film for the missing and murdered, I mean, I mean, for Killer of the Flower Moon is accurate. And so she asked me, would you be interested in doing a gown for Tantu and some of the other ladies. And I said, absolutely. And she said, okay, well, let me try to get a hold of Tantu. In the meantime, Tantu and Jolie Proudfoot, Proudfit end up calling me and saying, would you do a garment for us? Because we're both going to be walking on the red carpet. And I was like, okay, a pinch moment too. Like, yeah. Tantu, <laughs> oh my God, she's my hero. I, of course. And then, Two hours later, I sent her a sketch, and she fell in love with it. And then she was like, it would only be a dream if this were to come true. And ever since then, she's been rocking the garment at um, Santa Fe Indian Market fashion event for the um, fundraiser night, and then in Vancouver for Fashion Week, and then um, we did a, a front page for Native um, Max Magazine. And she couldn't be more gracious, intelligent, strong, and she's an activist too. Which is like so perfect and probably why she chose you to make her dress. Can we talk for one minute about the dress and what went into making that dress at that time? It's crazy because I didn't have any electricity or running water while I made the dress. And so, you know, I thought, okay, what's going to make the most sense that I can accomplish in probably about two and a half weeks? Because before I got the materials, I had to raise money to afford to make the dress. And then I had to um, find a team to help me build the dress. So there was about... 13 people involved. Everything from making a table outside and making a shade. So all the fabric got printed outside, hand-painted outside by me. Silk. Yards and yards of it. Yards and yards of silk. And there's probably probably about—I spent about 40 yards of silk on that dress. Hand-painted with eagle feathers. Hand-painted with eagle feathers. And I invited— my niece, Shandine Swazo, who has um, um, Fry Bread Cosmetics, because she comes from a family of painters and artists. And um, I said, can you help me paint the feathers? Because I know your hand is a good hand. And she was like, of course, just tell me what to do. So, you know, it was a learning progress for her. And um, 
But she she caught on, and we got it done. It was hot. It was cold. It was raining. It was freezing at night, and then it was blistering hot, and then we'd have some rain, and we were moving the feathers in and out of the inside um, to my my little casita, and then we would take him outside, and then we'd rain again, so we'd move him inside. I mean, it was just insane. But it got done. It got done. And you took it to, to Khan. So then, yeah, and Tantu, go, I said, Tantu, I said, I'm going to have to overnight this because I'm, I'm still working on it. She says, well, how do you feel about coming out to France? And I said, I'm great behind scenes. You don't even have to worry. <laughs> she said, okay, I'm getting you a ticket. So then I lost a whole days of work because, you know, if you're going to plan a ticket to last minute, then you have to do all the credentials, all the paperwork, figure out the flight. And I have no electricity or running water. So I'm sitting out in a parking lot in front of a sec in the heat doing Internet on my laptop. And, and, you know, I couldn't roll down my windows because the bees are out, the little, and they're coming in. It was just everything was any challenge you could think of. But I took the garment with me, and I finished it all hand-sewn, sometimes in her, in her beautiful, you know, suite. suite. Or then when she was asleep, I would go work in this huge, beautiful bathroom. And she was so sweet. She lit candles in there. She's like, I want you to have beautiful, great energy. And we cried. We laughed. We prayed together. And then she would say, well, aren't you hungry? All you're eating are nuts and drinking juice and water. And I said, I can't afford to eat anything greasy or something that might stain the silk <laughs> and the stress. I said, I'm fine. I'm pacing myself. It's constant. So don't worry about me. Maybe get me some, like, carrots and celery. I don't care. But I just need to stay focused. And she wow. said, okay. And so four days, I did that. Amazing. And she looked incredible. And and you say she's an activist. And getting back to you being an activist, you did mention briefly back there the, the missing and murdered women and children. Yes. Uh, can, can we talk about that for a minute? Yes. Um, the amount of violence and and um, trafficking and uh, lack of following through with investigations or making people accountable for people that are murdered and that are missing is not okay. It is time to make that change. And I was a victim of being kidnapped when I was 13, and I didn't, I was gone for four days. And I survived it. And there isn't um, a day that goes by that I don't think of somebody who's trying to survive. And when I survived, I promised myself that I would give myself a beautiful life. Amazing. Thank you, Patricia, for sharing that. Yes, it's important. And thank you. We're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our publisher. Hello, I'm Chris Baker, the publisher of the Taos News. I hope you're enjoying the latest episode of Voices of Taos. Our talented staff works hard to bring you the best in local news and entertainment, and we couldn't do it without your support. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Taos News. If you're already a subscriber, thank you so much. By subscribing, you have 24-hour access to our online edition and receive the paper delivered to your home or business. And you also get 25 magazines covering the finest of northern New Mexico including Taos Women, Tradiciones, 
and the best of Taos. To start your subscription, visit us at taosnews.com today. And I appreciate your support. continue this, uh, our Congresswoman here in New Mexico, the amazing Deb Haaland, another advocate for this particular cause. And you have worked with Deb Haaland. You were chosen to do a seat at the table at the Kennedy Center. Can you talk to us a little about that? Yes. Um, Deb Haaland and the late Senator John Pinto I started the task force with the missing and murdered, and I was one of five on that team. And this is when we started to have the conversation of that there were people in the audience on Native American Day that I said, some of you are probably perpetrators looking for your next victim. And I said this in front of the governor and in front of Deb Holland and everybody because I know that people who are looking, usually are looking where there are going to be women and what other better place to go when it's Indian Day at the state capitol. And I said, it, not only is it that we want to find who you are and find who these people are, where, they're, where they've gone missing and how they were killed, we also want to get you who are sick and ill to be doing this help. There's help for you as well. And it's about prevention. So those of you who have these thoughts or of doing it or are doing it, go get help. Um, I think that people don't realize then when, like, when Killer of the Flower Moon came out, that was about missing and murdered indigenous people. And Pueblo people are the first ones who were, went missing and murdered when we had to fight the conquistadors and we were the first victims in the United States that went through that and we those of us who have st survived those pueblo our pueblo people who have survived we want to put a stop to this and um that's why our champion Deb Holland who has brought us such a long ways I pray for her all the time she's out in the most vulnerable places she meets people that um, are probably condescending to her. And I, I can't think of a more strong, intelligent woman who could make a difference for us. Um, recently, I was asked by the Fraulein University of Art in Virginia to do a show about the missing and murdered. So I shipped that show out on Monday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So her, Deb Holland's um, seat, stump that I made for a seat at the table at the Kennedy Center, I had put Deb Holland as my champion as a senator because I was asked by one of 13 artists in the United States to pick a senator or a congressperson who would um, have a seat at the table and whatever their dialogue was we could then present it with their seat at the table. So I made her seat a faux tree stump, and then I put a red shawl on there to signify that she is a grounded woman whose roots are here on Mother Earth 
and she speaks for all natives because she knows where she comes from. She knows who she is. She ha- so she has the power to be able to speak her voice. And then the red shawl is significant of the missing and murdered indigenous people. Back then it was missing and murdered indigenous women and children. But recently we've changed it to people. And um, that that led me to then create other videos about missing and murdered. Um, my cousin Donna Kuncha wrote a beautiful song and my family has recorded that song. My my nephew Cam Jr. made a beautiful video, which happens to go to different schools where my family is singing the beautiful song. And then Cameron did this video, and um, I've had garments every single show that is significant of the missing and murdered. And now I'm working on a new gown um, for an upcoming show for the first inaugural year of Santa Fe. Indian Market Fashion Week in May the second, third, and fourth, and I'm showing on the fourth. Fantastic. Yes, and then and then we do, and then the opening happens for my Mayak show in May as well, and then we do I do um, a lecture May ninth, and then I go to Minnesota museum may 19th to do a fashion show and um artist lecture there so may is like a crazy month you are busy yeah it's like (laughs) and 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 then um you know i wanted to mention last year i also got to do a beautiful collaboration with my daughter margo and that was with dana soon bridges bridges his dance company in dc and we did it about transcendental period of art in northern New Mexico. So she created at the Smithsonian, right? No, this 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 opened up in Albuquerque University, and then it went to LACMA West, and then it went to National Portrait Gallery, and then it showed twice at the Kennedy Center. Okay, it was located at the Kennedy Yeah, at the Kennedy Center. And so my daughter created the textile design because she just graduated from. Um, the Netherlands for digital design communications. So I've been having her do a lot of collaboration with me. And so, and then I created the silhouette, the the, the garments. And it's, it's just Gorgeous. amazing. I'm it's sure. beautiful. I'm sure. And, um, and then so for my fashion shows, then I'm going to go circle back to my son and he, Mozart, he's great on TikTok. If you can... He's so intelligent. Check him out on TikTok, Mozart or Beta, or I think it's just Mozart Gabriel. Yeah, is what it he is. Goes by Mozart, Mozart Gabriel. Gabriel, and um, he, he just has this wonderful way of storytelling, and then he does a lot of my music for my fashion shows, and his music gets all kinds of awards for video and sexy. <laughs> he is quite an accomplished young man. He Both is. of your kids yes. are fantastic. Yes, and then my um, um, Paul O'Connor is coming out with a new book, which, which I'm editing. Yes, and um, and 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 Margot is writing about you. Yes, so Margot, that's what I was going to bring up. So then I have Margot writing about me, and the way she starts off, when you read it, you will cry. She has a way of 
presenting her feelings in an unexpected voice. She's very prolific and gentle, but then she's also very strong. And I cried when I read, wrote, read what she wrote about me. She's, oh, I'm very excited to read it. We yes. were very excited that she was writing about you. Me too, because I want her to be published. Because when I read her st- her words, they're amazing. And she's your daughter. She knows you better than anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Glad she said the nice stuff. Just kidding. No spankings, yeah. mom. Just <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Um, okay, so... <laughs> So as if you, there's not enough. So there's the university show in Virginia. Um, then there is the Santa Fe Fashion Week, and then there is the Minnesota Museum Fine Arts Museum Fashion Show, and then there's the Mayak sh- Show and Awards, and then there'll be Indian Market, and then in between, I'm doing stuff for. Um, <laughs> In between, I'm doing, you know, stuff for celebrities or for people who are, you know, out in the media and they want to wear something. So there was a hip hop band. Yeah. The, yeah, there was a hip hop band, but um, the timing was off and they, they're from Canada. So they were like, well, we don't want to do all that expensive shipping because they were going to have to overnight it. And they had 10 looks that they wanted. So it was going to be really expensive. And they didn't have all the sizes ready yet. I was like, yeah, you guys aren't ready. <laughs> I got to know what sizes to send. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like herding cats, I'm sure. Yeah. And then um, I'm also doing a show at, uh, at here in Taos at the Wright Contemporary Art Gallery, which is really exciting because that will be in April as well. And um, That's I, an important gallery, I think. I think Anne Landy's done a fantastic job with that gallery. I love it. I do too. I was just like, oh, I'm so happy because I'm going to have my textiles hanging as art pieces as well. So there's going to be a theme of um, the four seasons, but with climate change. Oh, fantastic. Yes. And Timely. Then, yes. And then if she allows me, I'm, I want to do a collaboration with um, my um nephew AJ Shorty because uh, he's doing some like ready to wear just hoodies and things like that but I really love his artistry and I I want to encourage him to keep going forward so I want to do a collaboration with him and we'll see if she is keen on that that way I can throw a couple of his looks in my show that will be ready to wear and then um yeah and I think there's probably more, but, you know, just follow. We'll have you back again. Yeah. Because there's always going to be more with you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on here today, Patricia. We really appreciate everything you do for all of us. Oh, it's an honor. Right back at you. Thank you. Thank Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for joining us for Voices of Taos, a podcast by the Taos News, produced by Laura Martin Baseman. Our music was produced and arranged by Miles Bonney, featuring musicians Francisco Velarde, Ruben Hernandez, and Margot Macias. Please join us next week for another episode of Voices of Taos.